Hello, welcome to the Light Reading Podcast, the remote edition. I am still at Satellite 2022 in Washington, D.C. This is Phil Harvey. I'm an editor at Light Reading. And I'm David Haight, and I am the VP of IoT at Global Star. David, thanks so much for uh, taking a few moments with me today. Um, I, I dragged you out of a session where you were learning stuff, and uh, we can't be having that uh, at the show, so th <laughs> thanks for making some time. <laughs> Um, I, for, okay, first of all, obviously, you know, they were just, uh, the, the, the session was talking about uh, mobility and IoT, and we were just getting into that. I think it'd be great, especially given our audience, if you would uh, quickly catch us up to uh, just how big of a powerhouse Global Star is in IoT right now, in, in IoT connectivity. Yes, yeah, so it's a great place to start. Um, I'm new to Global Star. Uh, uh, this is actually my fourth week, and so. Wow. Um, and they already let you out in the. Yes, uh, out and of the here public. I am <laughs> talking to you. Um, but what's what's the reason why I mention that is because there is a uh, very unique uh, carryover between IoT in the cellular world and IoT in the satellite world, mm -hmm. and I think that that's uh, why I am in this chair and why I'm having the job that I have because. IoT has been expanding for 10, 10 plus years. Yeah. Um, and that's what they were just, actually they were just discussing when we were in that session. Um, and Global Star has an IoT business today. Uh, we have uh, customers and uh, we have distribution, we have our VAR partners and so forth. And what my job is going to be is expanding that as the IoT business for satellite expands. And that's exactly where we are in a time frame. Um, the cellular you know, space, the telecom space has been expanding the IoT space, yeah. uh, the marketplace for, as I said, over 10 years. And so there is a very unique place for Global Star and satellite business now to work hand in hand with the, with the cellular business, because the use cases are the same. Yeah. Uh, and that's where the beauty of this is comes in. Now we are a narrow band provider of service, not a broadband mm -hmm. provider of service. So the use cases for narrow band satellite um, exist today in the IoT space, and that's what we'll be focused on expanding. Yeah, it's interesting because the telco space, you've got um, all the hype on 5G is, you know, uh, look at all the devices we can connect to these new radios. It's an amazingly uh, capable broadband platform and everybody's looking forward to exploiting, you know, just all, you know, connecting things we wouldn't imagine to be connected, uh, you know, devices, uh, uh, parts of our home, things like that. But then on the other side of telco, uh, the one where now, now I'm seeing the, the, um, the complementary nature of it is that, you know, telcos can't get 5G everywhere. They can't get connectivity everywhere. There's places where you just can't find the fiber or it never existed, right. or there's no way to build it out. And, uh, um, and obviously satellite can, uh, maybe can't get us 5G uh, connectivity, but it can get us something. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly right. Um, and many of the use cases in IoT today uh, don't need broadband. It mm -hmm. need, there's the narrow band use cases. And I'll just give you, you know, an example. If you're tracking in transportation and you're tracking a container or a truck, uh, all you might need is the, the tracking capabilities from uh, 
GPS perspective, uh, or whether or not that container has moved or it's opened and so forth. Those are all narrow band use cases where you just need uh, uh, small bits of data that can be transmitted uh, and met, transmitted multiple times. Mm -hmm. So you don't need a lot of bandwidth. And so what's important there is you don't need the, uh, a lot of bandwidth to, and it's more expensive for more bandwidth. So we can provide actually low cost solutions that complement cellular. So when you're outside of a cellular footprint, uh, that's very important you know, to have satellite to be able to support those use cases, as well as inside a footprint, a footprint for redundancy. Mm. There are natural uh, you know, disasters, uh, situations where cell cellular systems do go down sure. that would not complicate or compromise a, a satellite uh, system. Yeah, one of the, the sad realities that we're looking at now, obviously, you know, uh, war, conflict, things yes. like that, you know, that takes out cellular connectivity. But anymore, you know, the extreme climate that some, uh, some, some regions are having, um, you know, storms that, that, you know, they see coming, but they don't, they, they uh, underestimate the impact and mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Obviously we've seen uh, cellular networks go down in that situation. So that's, a, that redundancy is definitely important in those scenarios. Um, how does, uh, how does, Global Star work with the telcos in terms of making sure that that interoperability exists between their networks and uh, and the satellite networks. And is it any easier on a 5G network than you know a, a 3G or, or any other network? Yeah. So we have uh, you know begun that work, and that's kind of more recent engagements that we've had uh, with the, the telco and wireless providers. Uh, around the world. Now, f most of our work has been with the U.S. carriers so far, um, but we're expanding that footprint and engagement to on a global basis since we are a global provider of satellite services and, and have base stations around the world and so forth. So, um, but that's, that work's just beginning. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a big part of what my job is, um, is to engage and look at those specific use cases where the, the cellular wireless providers today provide services and as I said before, where does satellite come into to play? Now the second part um, is 5G versus LTE versus 3G. Um, you know, and each carrier operator around the world has their own strategy as how they're deploying 5G and right. how they're utilizing um, LTE. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's, it's very complementary. Mm -hmm. um, now there are some components, you know, that have to be worked out on the device side, which is one of the, you know, again, the terminal side is an important component of it. Right. You know, how do the chipsets see, you know, which, um, which uh, satellite networks and which wireless networks. Mm -hmm. So that's a big part of what we have to work through right now. Mm -hmm. And as I think as you may have heard, part of that conversation in that, in that meeting we were just in was around standards. Yeah. And so yeah. there has to be some standards conversations and they're uh, in, around this whole piece. But it, it it's certainly part of the IoT strategy and story story that we have at Global Star uh, for sure. Yeah, it's it's it, it's a I mean it's challenging but it's such a big opportunity. Yeah. You know it's it's definitely worth overcoming whatever <laughs> whatever obstacle is in front of you. Because yeah, I, the standards part was brought up by uh, uh, brought up multiple times about how do you get, like uh, like Neil McRae at BT was saying, how do you get size and scale and market penetration? Well, you get that by standards, but if you do that to, to the wrong degree, you give up the uniqueness 
of right. the technology that allows you that, that market advantage. And he, he actually referenced, um, and uh, note to self, that's showing up in a story soon. He actually referenced the fact that, uh, that, that the 5G providers are excited about 5G, but not really making any money on it on, on a global basis. You know, uh, U.S. carriers are because of because of the pricing scheme and stuff here, but everywhere else, it's not it's not really kicking in. Yeah, this might be a case um, where the the industry is getting ahead of you know, some of the use cases, which is probably not a bad thing. Right. Um, yeah. Which is good, and I think this is what's happening now uh, with satellite. You know, in satellite, as we look at, the use cases are expanding in front of us in IoT, and that's exactly what we see at Global Star, and, and that's why we're jumping in this thing as fast as we can and getting ahead of it, uh, whether it's with working with operators and cellular wireless providers in the world, or where we work directly with our VARs who provide mm -hmm. applications and solutions to their customers, which are the end users, or, or where we work with enterprises. Mm -hmm. um, like the auto industry and the insurance industry, those are all examples of where uh, the technology partnerships that we can generate uh, directly will also benefit customers, whether it's B2B or B2C. What's the, um, uh, the, the kind of primary use case that your group is looking at in terms of uh, you know, not only eagerness to partner with cellular providers, but also uh, just just an untapped market yeah. in terms of, uh, you know, what, what where a need is. So, the, part of the beauty of this is, is that the cellular uh, telecom industry has been in the same verticals that the satellite industry is in. Mm -hmm. So we share the same verticals and we share the same use cases. So let me give you a few examples. So there, um, you know, there's basically seven vertical markets that we focus on. Um, just to talk briefly about a couple. Mm -hmm. So there's transportation and mining, oil and gas, construction, um, you know, maritime, forestry, and agriculture. Those are some of the main verticals yeah. that we work in. The, the cellular industry has been working in those, providing solutions, uh, the same use cases for years. And so that's where there's a lot of commonality, and so that's where the nice you know, uh, crossover between the industries. Um, and I think the, the second piece of it is, is, you know, as I mentioned before, is the, the actual use cases that they have. So cellular providers, for the same use case I mentioned before, whether or not it's a transportation, a, a, a container that's being moved across some distance and some geography, right. um, they're providing that same solution today, and which means that when it gets outside of that coverage, we can do, you know, provide that same coverage and so forth. Um, and same with the redundancy. So that's where it kind of comes together nicely. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that you know, that's where the working together with the, the telecom companies and enterprises, because the enterprise uh, companies now um, are looking at private networks. Yeah. So in addition to what they do with wireless companies, they need private networks. Um, and so there's a, that's where our enterprise strategy comes in as well. They will need a satellite uh, uh, solution as well as, as their own private networks. Yeah, for all the same reasons, redundancy, exactly right. also connectivity in those places. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a great, I'm glad you brought that up too because the, the, one of the biggest businesses for telcos is actually one where they're not um, the, you know, the, the, the label on the tin, so to speak, you know, they're, right. they're the, 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 the back-end network provider, almost a network as a service provider, and the enterprise itself is going to be the one either 
putting that uh, network out there for its users or customers, or just using it itself, you know, if it's a big enough uh, company. And obviously, um, every single use case that a cellular provider would use, they would turn around and, you know, probably use because the network would be equipped for that. Um, so now I see how you guys fit in there. Um, does the rest of, uh, well, actually I have a connectivity question. Now sure. we're talking about the, that part. Um, has the technology evolved to a point beyond, um, is it still just one-way connectivity? I mean, obviously it's narrowband throughput because it's coming from satellite. Is there, are there opportunities for two-way connectivity or backhaul uh, onto uh, cellular networks and stuff like that? Yeah, great question. So uh, we, right now, our, our connectivity is one way, mm -hmm. uh, but that can be uh, generated depending on uh, the use case and the software configuration, it can start either way. Um, but we, now, we will be now developing and launching a two-way a component uh, late late this year, early next year. Okay. Uh, we'll have a two-way component. Now, what that does is it does really two things. It takes the same use cases that we now support today, mm -hmm. and adds a command and control component to it. So it adds the uh, the two-way component to it. So in other words, instead of a sensor connecting to one of our uh, modules or modems or one of our VARs um, and sending it, you know, sending the data that way, we can now respond back to it, back and forth. That's what two-way basically does. So it adds value to the existing uh, use cases that we have. And then secondly, it opens up new use cases. Mm -hmm. So you can add functionality to uh, a particular use case. Um, and yeah. so that's a great, in IoT, that's fantastic. That gives us more uh, more to work with, more to explore, more to do, and it gives our customers, which are of our partners, uh, mm. more applications to, to work with. Yeah, anytime you introduce the ability to pull data back out of the network mm -hmm. somewhere, even even at specific points, you know, even if it's not constantly connected, if it's just giving, you know, feeding back some sort exactly of information. Exactly, right. it can wake something up rather than the device waking itself up. So yeah. it, had, it adds the command and control component mm. to all the existing use cases, which is great value. Excellent. Well, it's uh, there, as you can hear, uh, uh, clever podcast listeners will, under, will, 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 will hear that familiar rattling of plates, meaning that lunch is just around the corner, and that's probably a good time to wrap this up. I've taken up quite enough of your time. Uh, David Haight, thanks so much for, uh, for being on the podcast. Thank you, Phil. Really appreciate it.